This episode of the PTA Elevation podcast has been sponsored by the 600 Plus System. If you are somebody who struggles with finding out where to start with studying, difficulty with making sure you're studying the right material, or even difficulty with just making sure you're staying on track with your studying, the 600 Plus System is a resource library full of 300 plus videos plus an accountability community that will help you make your next attempt on the MPTE your last attempt. If you're interested in learning more information about our 600 plus system, please visit our website at ptaelevation.com slash resources or check out the link in the show notes down below. Now on to the show. What's up, everybody? Let's go over the different types of healthcare settings that are going to show up on the NPTE. So these are going to be what they're called. Um, we have acute care. We have long-term acute care, which is also called an LTAC. So if you've ever seen LTAC, that is what that stands for, long-term acute care hospital. Sometimes they add an H at the end. Um, acute rehabilitation. Sometimes that's called inpatient rehab. Uh, outpatient physical therapy is also called ambulatory care. Subacute rehabilitation, that's also referred to as a skilled nursing facility, also referred to as a nursing home, all kind of the same thing. We'll kind of get into like what are the specifics of what it is because like the facility um, is different than like what kind of PT the patient is getting. Uh, hospice care, that is pretty self-explanatory. And then home health, again, PT in the patient's home. So big thing about this, you're going to see maybe you're in another prep course or something like that. Um, but the thing about these settings is as a physical therapist assistant, you just have to know what kind of PT is the patient getting in this facility, deciding what kind of patient should go where, where should this patient go next, um, stuff like that. That is all called discharge planning. And that is supposed to be done by the physical therapist. So if you're seeing stuff in a study course that's talking about like where to send patients, where should they go next, what kind of patient belongs in which facility, that is on the PT scope of practice. As a PTA, you just need to know what happens in each facility. Like if I tell you, you're going to go to a acute rehabilitation facility. You need to understand that that's where patients get like three hours of rehab every day and there's multiple settings and it's an inpatient facility and they stay there for about two weeks. That's what you need to know as PTA. So if you've heard other stuff, just want to let you know so you don't get confused of what's going on. You are not deciding where the patient goes. That is the PT doing that. You're just showing up and you're treating the patient, which is a lot less stress and a lot less thought on your end, which is great. So Let's start getting through this. So acute care is hospital setting. This is usually going to be somebody who's ended up in the ICU or a step down. So the intensive care unit, maybe it's cardiovascular or, um, you know, neuro, med surge, something like that. Uh, the patient ended up in there. Maybe they had some catastrophic event like a stroke or they were in a car crash or something like that. This is a patient that needs 24-7 high care. They are a very medically complex patient. They need multiple like lines and tubes to help, you know, basically keep them alive and all the things that they need to do. Um, so basically this patient's going to be in here. You're coming in doing PT for like 20 minutes max. Um, you're working on just transfers, getting the patient sitting up, maybe doing a little bit of walking with the patient. Really with this patient, you are just trying to maintain whatever mobility they currently have. So then when they go to the next place and they're medically stable, then they can work a little bit harder. So this is a very short stage. Like patients are here less than a week. Um, get them out of there, get them medically stable, get them off vent, off all the medications that they're on. So then they're able to go to like subacute rehab or even an inpatient rehab. So that's acute rehab to be able to work on getting stronger. So 
let's just say that this is a stroke patient in acute care you're working on. Let's use a stroke patient for all of these things. Okay, let's say it's a stroke patient in the acute care. You're working on just sitting them up, edge of bed, standing, maybe a slight bit of, you know, moving around transfer, sitting in a chair, um, things of that nature. That's what you're doing in acute care. Boom. And then they get discharged somewhere else, which is the PT's responsibility to figure out where they go. So let's say that this patient ends up in long-term acute care. So this might just be like another floor in the same hospital, like you have the ICU and then you have a step-down floor. Um, step-down just means that they don't need ICU level care, but they still need all that medically complex stuff going on. So it's still acute. And then long-term acute care could be a patient that's you know still not medically stable. Maybe they're still on a vent or something like that, uh, or they have a trach that's connected to oxygen from the wall or something along those lines. Like this is a patient they cannot leave. Maybe they are a high-level spinal cord injury um, that has like a MRSA infection or something like that. Like something's going on that they can't leave um, and they're medically complex, still require that 24-hour care, um, but they're not at that ICU level care anymore. Um, they're stepping down. They just have a lot going on. They can't go to any other facility because they can't do the three hours of rehab and acute rehab. Um, they can't go to a sniff because they might need a vent, which is not in a sniff kind of thing. So this is just the patient. I like to think of this and this might sound bad. They've just overstayed their acute care welcome and they're still hanging around basically and need all that higher level care. Um, but this is something that is usually like a specialty hospital. Okay, acute rehabilitation. This is what we think of as inpatient rehab. So if you see IPR, inpatient rehab, that is what this is. So this is where you think of when it's like you're getting the most intense therapy you're probably ever going to get in your entire life if you end up here. You will be seen for three hours a day of therapy. I'm not, that's not a typo. You will be seen for three hours of therapy day, three hours of therapy per day, five times a week. So you are getting 15 hours of therapy every week. So you're working part-time doing physical or occupational or speech therapy. So these three hours are going to be like usually two 45-minute segments um, between like PT and OT. So like each one gets 45 minutes in the morning and then each one gets 45 minutes in the afternoon. Um, sometimes people co-treat and then you're with them for the whole hour and a half, but it just depends on how um, they want to split it up. So PT, OT, you always have to have two therapies in order to be considered for uh, inpatient rehab, so acute rehab. No, I'm probably saying a lot, and it's probably more than what's in your score builders book, but I just want you to understand what it is in case like you apply for a job in this setting so you know what's going on. But this patient's going to need at least two therapies. I put an asterisk next to OT speech because technically it is still like allowed, but a lot of insurance companies will only pay for it if PT is involved, which is kind of sad because there's been a lot of patients that I've worked with that are very mobile. They're good to go. I really don't think they need physical therapy, but they got terrible aphasia and don't know how to use like kitchen utensils. And I'm like, they would definitely benefit from like an OT speech combo. Um, but unfortunately, insurances won't pay for that. So PT and OT, OT's kind of got to pick up the speech slack, which really sucks. Um, and then PT ends up doing like OT stuff. And it, it's just a bad thing of this entire healthcare stuff, but don't even get me started on the problems with healthcare. Here's the thing. Patients getting a lot of therapy. Um, and so they're going to need to be somebody that's like really um, 
that has a lot of endurance. So this is important to talk about in this next point. So let's take our stroke patient again. Let's say that stroke patient was a 45-year-old female that just suddenly had a crazy stroke um, because she's going through potential menopause changes and was um, you know, taking estrogen replacement therapy for that and then ended up stroking out somehow. Uh, so maybe she was somebody that did a lot of step classes. She was really healthy beforehand. So now she's, you know, got, she's got the endurance base level stamina. So she would be a good candidate for inpatient rehab or acute rehab. Um, and so let's say this patient shows up, they're getting their intense therapy, they're working on their, you know, talking, they're working on their mobility and stuff like that. And so they're here to get stronger. So this is really intense therapy. They go, these patients go from at the beginning of the week, not even being able to stand up to eventually being able to walk around with like soup, like some contact guard, maybe menaces with like a Hemi walker. So these patients progress really quickly if they um, are able to, because of that, like neuroplasticity, at least for our neuro patients, um, maybe they had a TBI. So they're working on a lot of stuff. So very intense rehab. Um, sometimes people will stay here for a while. Um, Again, these patients are not stable enough to go home, uh, but like it's not, or it's not safe for them to go home. Maybe let's say that 45 year old female who had a stroke, maybe she lives alone. Obviously, if she can't even, you know, go upstairs by herself or, you know, get herself dressed in the morning yet because of her, you know, weakness and um, like maybe apraxia, she can't do the motor sequence. It's not feasible for her to go home, but um she doesn't need like a vent or something like that. Like she doesn't need that heavy medical care that's required of like an ICU level thing. So she's just trying to get better. Um, so they can stay here for a while, but most just get discharged within about two weeks. So about 10 to 14 days is the average stay in inpatient rehab. Um, and a lot of these patients will end up going home or they'll go to subacute rehab or even like a nursing home, skilled nursing facility, stuff like that. So SNF stands for skilled nursing facility. A lot of people will call it SNF. So if you ever hear that and you're like, what, why is everyone talking about SNF, skilled nursing facility? Took me a while to figure that out. Um, so subacute rehab, let's say that this patient, instead of being a 45-year-old female, was like a 78-year-old male um, who has like no endurance base and they're like, he's going to need a lot of help because he's got a lot of other things going on. Um, he doesn't have the endurance level. There's no way he's tolerating those three hours of therapy five days a week so we got to send them to basically uh less frequent but the same type of therapy sort of thing because you're going to treat a stroke the same way regardless so with subacute rehab this is going to be also referred to as skilled nursing facility um again you can have people in a nursing home and subacute rehab all in the same facility they're just all hanging out in the same area um but Basically, I always assume I always associate this with a sniff, but that's just me when I'm thinking about where patients have gone from if they were in the hospital. So patients can stay here for I think the average stay is ends up being about four weeks for a lot of these patients, so about a month. But as you know, there are some patients that stay in a skilled nursing facility much longer. Uh, usually, insurance ends up cutting them off, so like somebody might be there for like a hundred days, and then insurance is like you're done. Um, so that's the reason why people might end up getting it cut off, but usually patients are trying to get out of here as quickly as possible. Um, so patients will get one to two hours of therapy a day, uh, usually like PT, OT, speech. So um, they're only getting one hour of physical therapy a day, and that's going to be three times a week. So instead of getting 15 hours of therapy, they're getting 20% of that, which would be just three hours of therapy a week. Um, so it's the same type of therapy. Again, as I said before, the stroke deficits, you'll treat the same. So let's say it's our stroke patient, but he's a 78-year-old guy, and 
we're just trying to, you know, get him more mobile, working on walking, working on transfers, working on functional use of his arms and legs and stuff like that, speech and stuff. Um, but it's going to be less frequent. Um, but it's the same type of therapy. Like you are doing the same type of therapy with the same type of goals, whether the patient's in subacute rehab or inpatient rehab. It's just about how often are you doing it? Are you pounding them into the pavement every day or are you just doing a gentle grind on them <laughs> that's how I think of these two uh therapies so the patient's going to be tired regardless um but again these are for patients that have had some catastrophic event who are rehabbing and trying to get better okay they're trying to improve their function versus a nursing home where it's more of maintaining function um I don't know why I didn't put nursing home next that would have been a great segue let's do nursing home next and then I'll go back uh so nursing home this is the other side of the skilled nursing facility so these are patients who have significant medical needs and cannot live at home so we are maintaining function with this patient it is not subacute rehabilitation um, but the patients are and the patients are living here so instead of just, you know, being in here and then trying to get home home, they, this is now their home. So this is so understanding also when you're treating these patients, this is their home. Um, so again, we're maintaining function for these patients rather than regaining function. A lot of them are on just this slow decline. Um, a lot of people don't like working here because it's sad, but some people love working in nursing homes. So I'm like, you know, you work where you're happy. Um, but a lot of these patients... Uh, who have that subacute rehab that we we're just talking about? They also are just living in the same facility, um, just kind of the same area. But the nursing home patients, those are the ones you're just seeing for maintenance therapy versus like really trying to grind them into the pavement and get them better. Uh, so that's why you might see somebody who's coming in who had a stroke, who's working super, super hard. And then the next patient is a little old lady who's like 93, who like refuses to do half the things that you ask her to do. And she's just slowly losing her ability to walk. So that's why you will see these two same patients in the same location, um, but it is different type of therapy they're getting. So remember this, this presentation is about the different types of therapy the patient's getting versus the location. So let's go back. So hospice. So this is patients who have a terminal illness and the life expectancy is less than six months. So that's an important number to remember. Um, not sure if the board's asked about it, but when you're thinking about how long a patient has left on hospice, their life expectancy has to be less than six months. And that's determined by a physician. So someone who makes a lot more money and probably has a lot more student loans than us. So um, this is focused on decreasing the patient's pain and keeping them as comfortable as possible. So you might be like, well, what the hell is PT doing in a place where a patient's going to end up dying anyways? Uh, we're working on maintaining function to optimize their quality of life. Maybe they have... Um, Maybe they have a type of cancer that's uh, really like, you know, painful with them, but it feels better when they move. So we're trying to, you know, keep them mobile as long as possible. Maybe there's somebody who has cancer and they want to stay strong enough to be able to do a first dance with their daughter at their wedding, their daughter's wedding. So that's the kind of PT we're providing for these patients to maximize their function and quality of life. Because even though a patient may be dying, they still want to be able to walk themselves to the bathroom and use the bathroom on their own. They still want to be somebody who's able to go on a walk with their dog. There's still somebody who wants to be able to live life, even though they might not have a lot left. So PT can do some great things for them. And if you're unfamiliar with hospice, I really suggest following some um, TikTokers who are hospice nurses. Two of the ones I follow are hospice nurse Penny and then nurse Hadley. Um, they're both really good um, hospice nurses to follow because they, they keep it real. Um, and it kind of just shows that it's a whole, you know, 
group of people involved in keeping this patient comfortable. Um, and so this can be provided in the patient's home, which a lot of patients elect for because they're more comfortable being in their own home. You know, they can have their cat there. Uh, they have their family coming in and out uh, rather than a facility. But some patients want to go to a facility because like there's one lady I was following who had ALS who passed away and she wanted to go to a facility because they had these nice like foot massagers and stuff. And they had really comfortable blankets and there was like um a big bay window where she could like roll herself outside and then there was like giant open like window on top like she just liked it it felt like a, a spa for her so some people want it to be in a facility and then it just really depends on the patient if they can't take care of themselves at home or don't have anybody they do have to go into a facility so that's hospice um, home health is PT just done for patients who are at home. So these are varying needs of care. It could be somebody who just like needs PT, but they literally have nobody to like drive them. Or maybe they, um, maybe there's somebody who works from home, but, uh, they lost their right leg so they can't drive. <laughs> uh, so they need PT in their house, but like, you know, they're medically stable, nothing crazy is going on. They're able to, you know, live their life. They just can't drive. Uh, so that might be somebody that needs that. Uh, maybe somebody with Parkinson's who, you know, it's not safe for them to drive and their wife works or something like that. So that she can't always bring them to therapy and it's just better if they come to the house. Um, could be somebody who's bed bound and confined to their home. So really what there's a criteria for home therapy where it's like the patient can only really leave their house for like doctor's appointments and significant life events. Um, so it's not somebody like, you're not just using home PT because you're like, I don't feel like driving to the clinic. <laughs> um, that's, that's not what it is. There's like criteria you have to meet. Uh, but a lot of times this is often a step that patients take before they come to outpatient, physical therapy. So maybe they're just like on too many opioids after their surgery that they can't drive. Um, so they're end up getting therapy in their home, just various reasons. Um, maybe it's, I know there's, there's people who like there's rural areas where PTs drive around because there's no centralized PT location. Like there's no centralized like PT clinic, like the PTs should drive around and see the patients in their home. There's very random reasons, but some patients need home health because, uh, they're, they're not, they're not medically complex in the sense that they need 24 seven care. There might be a lot going on, um, but they're not like hooked up to multiple machines and stuff like that. Uh, they don't need that 24 seven inpatient care. They can be left alone for a couple hours. It's not like they need somebody watching them 24 uh, seven, but they just can't get to an outpatient facility. So that's going to be home health. Talked about nursing home, outpatient physical therapy, also called ambulatory care center. Uh, patients leave their home to come to PT. So I think most of us are familiar with this. Um, I think pretty much all of us have had an uh, outpatient internship. Uh, the patients are not medically complex. They might have like, you know, things that we might consider in our brains complex, but medically complex means uh, that they need like a lot of care. Like they need nursing, uh, like respiratory physicians, PT like 24 seven monitoring. Like it's not like that, um, but they might have complicated things going on like pelvic health stuff, neurological rehabilitation, pediatrics, vestibular, all of that stuff is might be going on, but they're not like on event. Um, so again, patients go to these centers. It could be associated with a hospital. It could be a big corporation. We all know, like, you know, like I work for select medical. So it's a big corporation. It could be private practice, which can be anything from like some dude opens up a shop and takes your insurance or, you know, cash-based physical therapy. Um, it can be anything. So that's what outpatient's going to be. So let's talk about our sample question, guys. A patient is being seen by a physical therapist assistant and a speech-language pathologist for 45 minutes twice a day each. Which setting are they most likely in? 
one, acute care, two, subacute rehabilitation, three, acute re rehabilitation, or four, long-term acute care. So I'll give you guys a second to think about that one. All right, guys, so this patient is in number three, acute rehabilitation. So again, this is our inpatient rehab. They're in for 45 minutes each, twice a day. So if you do the math, that adds up to three hours. Um, so yeah, the patient's getting a lot of therapy. And if you weren't sure about how much they were getting, they're being seen 45 minutes twice a day. So that's at least over two hours. And then for each person, it's getting over two hours. Um, so again, this patient's being seen for a long time. Um, they're not gonna be being seen in acute care. That's only like 20 minutes um, for that patient. So that's not the setting that they're in. Subacute rehabilitation, maybe they, they were seen once a day, this would count, but uh, they're not. And then uh, that's why it's acute rehab because they're being seen twice a day for 45 minutes each. So we're already getting above our two. Uh, like we're getting an hour and a half for just one person after like that too. But then there's another person doing the same thing again. So there's a lot going on. Patient's getting a lot of therapy. Then long-term acute care. Again, that's that patient is probably only being seen for like 20 minutes. Um, so yeah, that's a big thing. 45 minutes a day, twice a day for each of those two professions. Um, that's definitely going to be acute rehabilitation. So it's important to know the names because you, as you can see, you're like, wow, all of these have the word cute in it <laughs> or acute. They all have acute in it in some capacity. Uh, what's going on? So just make sure you know the difference between the words. The words is just what's going to trip you up. Um, it's pretty easy to understand what's happening in each setting once you look at it, uh, but how the boards writes it, everything has the word acute in it for the uh, hospital stays. So hopefully that was helpful, guys, in helping you understand these different types of PT settings, and I'll see you all in the next one. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the PTA Elevation Podcast. We look forward to continually serving you as you embark on your journey towards becoming a licensed physical therapist assistant. We thank you for your continued support and we'll see you in the next episode.